So how was your first week? <laughs> I broke up a fight on day two. Cool. <laughs> Kid had his shirt off and everything. <laughs> he was like ready <laughs> to go. Oh my God. Uh, so I had to put my arm across sweaty boy chest. Gross. To, uh, to try and prevent them from throwing punches at each other. Which I successfully did. I prevented the fight. Uh, so, yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> I think uh, this qualifies you to do professional wrestling now. Yeah, I'm a much better qualified bouncer than I am teacher, I think. <laughs> um, spend like 90% of my, my my time doing conflict management. So It's really much easier to kick a, an eighth grader's ass than it is to teach them how to be a good human being. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. For sure. I was like, am I going to have to throw hands? Like, am I going to... Am I gonna have to do some jiu-jitsu to protect myself? <laughs> um, you have been trained. I have been trained in the martial arts, so uh, yeah, <laughs> I should uh, start doing that. But yeah, I've the eleventh graders. Uh, it's so much calmer. Oh yeah, you got the bigger. You got the bigger kids now, which I don't think they're gonna fight each other necessarily. But they're very I- passive aggressive. Eleventh graders. Yes. It's all very like ugh. the ninth I've I've it's weird cuz when I had all ninth grade last year I would workshop my jokes like a fucking stand up comedian and by sixth period they would be like laughing. 11th grade doesn't get that I'm take I'm making jokes. It's weird. They'll just kind of like stare at me and I'm like, "Okay, well, weird." <laughs> I guess I failed on this one, but okay. It's very strange. We're also one week out from moving. <gasps> That's so, so exciting. I can taste it. Mm. I would like it to be over, please, because this right? is this is like hell week. I have to finish painting the cabinets, which I painted all the exterior, and now I have to do the doors, which is much harder. Mm. I have to clean everything because it's all covered in a thin layer of dust yeah, and like oh, gross yeah. stuff. The dust is never going to go away. I just want to warn you. Like, you are going to be looking at house moving dust for at least six months. I am definitely, like, happy to have a dishwasher. And now we just need a a vacuum robot. And they just need to invent a dusting robot. Oh, God, I wish. I fucking hate dusting. I really don't see the point in it. But then I'm like, oh, my God, everything is so dusty in my house. Yeah. Especially the cat hair, too. Yeah. Oh, my God. But the the robot vacuum is 100%. I can't wait until we have our own one, because we're still borrowing from my uh, brother-in-law. Shit's so good. Yeah, I am uh, asking for Christmas for one of those. Santa, please, may I have a robot? Yes. And... I, yeah, there's just so much stuff to do. I'm like checking things off my to-do list. I'm taking Tuesday and Wednesday off to do carpet and baseboards or to supervise. Like, yeah, their people are coming to do it. So, yeah, because it's Matt's first week of classes and they're all in person, which means good, less prep, but more driving and yeah. physical exhaustion. So I'm like, okay, I am taking over now because he was basically doing all this stuff while I was... um my first few weeks of going back to school and now it's like okay now i'm taking back over i can do this trying to cook batch meals at least it's only oh, a yeah. mile away so yeah. that's really good 
yeah, hired movers. They seem really great and just in a series, like a state of tension waiting for oh, yeah. the week to be over. Yeah. So, yeah. I get it. And on Sunday, we have a beer fest, which Ooh. I booked in March. <laughs> so it's gonna be like Sunday, six hours of moving shit. Or Saturday, six hours of moving shit. Sunday, unpack yeah. in the morning, drink beer. Yeah, sounds good. It's gonna be great. That's the best way to do it. <sighs> well, hello and welcome to Are You Serious? A Journey Through Bad Reddit Relationships. I am Morgan. I'm Esme. This is episode 109. That's That was my thought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll I think never so. really know. There's no we, way of knowing. There's no way of knowing. It's absolutely impossible to know how many numbers there are. <laughs> you can't count that high. It's no. It, yeah. I I ran out of fingers and toes like ages ago. <laughs> so I don't know how you expect me to count in these trying times. Um. So this first one, I'm gonna give you veto power if you don't want to talk about it, but you're gonna have to deal with it sooner or later. Oh God! It's the teacher post that went viral this week. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, so this is from our teachers, which I saw on Twitter because I unsubscribed from t- teachers because Smart. it's very cynical. It's yeah, yeah. It's, it's a bad place full of bad people. <laughs> Teaching is better, but teachers yeah. is just like full of people who are like, these children are animals and very like prison industrial complex mindset. And yeah. Okay, so if you couldn't figure it out already, the title is The Rise of Andrew Tate is Ruining My Freshman Boys. Fair. And I wanted to talk about this because they're ruining my 11th grade boys, too. Or he is ruining my 11th grade boys. I have a student who's writing about how... Okay, so I had them pick a myth and debunk it. Mm -hmm. And the myth that he's writing about is that Andrew Tate is bad. That's not a myth. Right. So he's trying to debunk it. So the next day he comes and he's like, can you help me? Because the only sources I can find are disagreeing with me. <laughs> like, yeah. Man. Yeah, because Andrew Tate is bad. Even you reflect on that. Okay. So if you don't know, he is an influencer on TikTok primarily who is... Basically, like, pay me $25 and I'll teach you how to be successful, both professionally and with quote-unquote dating. But he is being investigated for human trafficking, uh, very substantiated. And he also has said that he moved to Romania because they don't prosecute rape there. Yay! Okay, so this guy is, like, a, obviously, like, a manosphere dude. They just banned him on Instagram and and TikTok, yeah. Great. Thank God. Uh, heinous. And there's a bunch of uh, old tweets of his going around where he's being awful about a comic book artist who is asking for funds to help a his sick child. And he's like, your shitty comics don't pay enough money to look after your own kid. And yeah, yeah. he's a douchebag. Not like he's a criminal. He is a monster. I wouldn't even go so far as to say douchebag. I would... Or I would go further than that and say monster. Like At the base level, he's a douchebag. Yes. He's a monstrous douchebag. Yes. <laughs> um, so here's the post. Have y'all heard of a sexist, misogynistic, disgusting excuse of a human being known as Andrew Tate? There you go. That's a good description, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I promise you all your middle and high school boys have, and they're addicted to his content. Just this week, I have had six conversations with families about their sons saying shit like, women are inferior to men, and women belong in the kitchen, etc. 
Not only are they making these misogynistic claims in class, but are literally refusing to do assignments if it's sourced from a woman. What? I have three boys refuse to read an article by a female author because women should only be housewives. <gasps> but when I say I'm a teacher here teaching you, the cognitive dissonance kicks in and they say, yeah, but teaching is a woman's job. <laughs> Five out of six parents, all mothers, were mortified when I discussed their comments. The one other dad said, well, he's not wrong. Whoa. Two are immigrant mothers, and they cried on the phone when I shared a video of Andrew Tate that their sons kept referencing and translated the content for them. And this particular video was of talking about his webcamming business, i.e. human trafficking women. <laughs> Y'all, it's been only two weeks of school, and these young boys are losing it. I've never heard such vitriol from young boys since this Andrew Tate guy came on the scene. This rise of incel and misogynistic rhetoric is terrifying. So yeah. I know we have a lot of teacher listeners and you need to bring this up to your administration. Mm -hmm. This is not a battle you can fight if you have some sort of culture committee. Like we have site leadership team. We have a um, like a school spirit culture committee on top of that. Bring it up because this is something that needs to be addressed. And if you know any male teachers who are allies... It's unfortunately probably going to need to come from them. Mm -hmm. I, I talked to two male teachers last week and was like, like, literally, you two need to address it, whether it's in a video that we teach as a lesson or what. But like, you, we need to have an assembly. You two go up there. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, and, and we as a school, we're really cracking down on cell phone usage this year because we had a real bad problem last year with yeah. people just cyberbullying each other and all kinds of terrible stuff um so nothing has come to the front yet but i'm like waiting for it if that makes sense oh yeah the other shoe um waiting for the hammer to fall <laughs> and uh these kids to start being like i don't have to listen to you yeah so great queen song know, by the way mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> hammer to fall oh yeah yeah I, I mean, I've already heard, I heard another boy talking about him calling another kid in Andrew Tate as like a joke. <laughs> but then I was like, I mentioned him and, he, and then he was like, actually, I like this guy. And I was like, God damn it. I thought he was der like being derisive. But uh... <sighs> yeah, it's if you are a teacher and you haven't heard it yet, you will. Mm. And mm -hmm. it's, I believe it is extremely connected to the Depp Heard trial as well. Yeah. Because it's the same people and it's so viral. Like someone on Twitter was saying that they made a new TikTok account, set themselves as a 13 year old boy and put their interests as comedy and hacks. And within 60 seconds, he came up. Jesus Christ. And it's just like this... I mean, Depp did the same thing. He paid a bunch of people, he paid for a bunch of ads, promoted a bunch of stuff to make himself look better. Spoiler alert, it wasn't a both sides situation. He was the <laughs> abuser. I'm not going to go into it, but this is the kind of things that kids are seeing and we should address it. Yeah, and it's hard when parents will give their kid an iPad or a phone and be like, go entertain yourself for 10 minutes because those tiktok videos are like a minute max so you can get through so a ton of you can them. get through 10 of them before anybody even realizes what it is that you're looking at and because they're so short the messaging has to be very concise so it's not a minute and it's kind of vague what these kids are listening to it's a minute and that's from day dot they're getting exactly what he wants them to get and it's this. it's almost worse to see 10 messages so short because 
that's 10 types of reinforcement from 10 different people mm-hmm. or what have you, like 10 different views that yeah. are being spread. And it's not necessarily any nuanced discourse. No. Um, it's a one side. I'm right. Everybody else is wrong. Listen to me. I'm successful. You want to be like me. And uh, so I sat down and I talked with that kid who's writing the essay for a little bit. And I was like, well, what do you like about him? Blah, blah. You know, I wasn't trying mm-hmm. to come at him because as a woman, yeah. that would just be like, oh, you're just one of them. Right. Yes. So I was like, OK, what do you like about him? And he's like, well, a lot of us, you know, were raised without fathers or our fathers left or weren't around. So we don't have a masculine role model. And I think... I think he's right. Like we yeah. don't, we have not done a very good job of showing positive masculinity. We've done a lot of talking about toxic masculinity, but mm-hmm. not hey, this is what a good dad or good man or you know good masculine person looks like. Mm-hmm. So then he comes in and he swoops in and fills that void, and they hear, oh, do this, and I'll be happy and successful. And it seems very easy, and it, that's very appealing. When you have somebody coming in being like, I will solve all your problems. Yeah. I mean, we've seen it over and over again. It's just another wave. He'll get banned. Someone else will come in and fill that void. But he should have been banned years ago. Well, just because he's banned doesn't mean that the message is dying. And I think this is the problem with um, when we take so long to ban somebody or when it becomes a highly politicized or like publicized thing is suddenly his name is everywhere. Yes. I hadn't even heard his name until two weeks ago. Now I know everything about him. So now that he's actually been banned, his message is going further. Yes. Because I now know who this guy is. And while I don't agree with his, you know, view on the world and life and the things that he does, I have that knowledge now. Um, And if you want to find something that is similar to him, now you know how to find it. Yeah. Um, I think that I just... Just in general, I think that if somebody gets banned off a platform, it shouldn't be all over the newspapers and whatever. I think it should just be done. You're banned. That's it. Don't talk about them anymore. Don't talk about it. It's the same thing where they don't, they shouldn't politicize or publicize the names of school shooters. Yes. Because that's what they want. They want people to know who they are. Yeah. And the data shows that inspires copycats. So of Mm -hmm. course, now that he's banned, people are going to be filling that void and i hate i you might have seen me quote tweet this person who was like oh banning him is wrong because you should address his ideas in the marketplace and it's like no "No, fuck that i don't want to engage with this man you should not engage with fascists misogynists you know horrible people do not engage with them that legitimizes their beliefs it spreads their beliefs and he should have been banned many years ago and then it wouldn't have been an issue. But now it's an issue because he was banned after becoming super fucking popular. And that was the only way it could happen. But it wouldn't have even been an issue if you had banned him the first time he fucking talked about raping women. Like, yeah, shocker that they allowed that on there. It's fucking wild. But yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to bring it up and vent because nobody... Like, I have to give this long-ass preamble to any teacher, except for the one who I went and talked to. He's like, yeah, I know who he is. Everybody else is like, what? I'm like, God damn it. So I have to be the internet literate person at my school and be like, yeah, this is who this is. This is why he's bad. And yeah, it sucks. So if you are a teacher and you are that person, there's a video by Danny Gonzalez. Um, 
that talks about him. I'll post it. I'll post like a series of links. And then there's another one by FD Signifier. Uh, he has a two-part video about the manosphere, which is not necessarily about Andrew Tate, but also just about the manosphere in general hmm. from a few months ago. So watch those and then you'll feel prepared enough to bring it up to your admin. Yeah. Okay. And it should be brought up to admin. Like I'm I'm yes. I'm gonna finish that by saying, look, this is not something where it's like, oh, I'll just keep this to myself until it becomes a problem. Bring it up now. Yes. Do not wait until you've got hordes of eleven and twelve year old <laughs> kids baying at the door because Andrew Tate says this and Andrew Tate says that. Like, do it now. Nip it in the bud. We don't want any of this going around schools or whatever. Yes. This is gonna hurt boys, this is gonna hurt girls. Like, this is gonna be everywhere so you need to talk about it and the parents should be informed yes that is the other thing yes do not make this a teacher issue this is a, this is a home issue yes and they they had, need to have their parents talking about it yeah. yeah and it's interesting that the post says they talked to six people one of them the dad was already a misogynistic asshole and the other yeah. one it was the women you know so maybe mm-hmm. single moms maybe the mom is the one in charge of child care but like it seems like that is uh, how he's worming his way in. Mm-hmm. And we need to do better about positive masculinity. I mean, we do pretty good whenever we find them. <laughs> but we try hard. We are on here. But um, like in general, as a like people on the left, we need to do better about positive masculinity. And there are so many good male role models out there. Um, there's a couple of professional football, uh, soccer football players um who are doing great things for their communities um i know i had to (laughs) because otherwise people were going to get confused um they're helping at food banks and promoting marcus rashford um england footballer uh started a um a reading program um to help disadvantaged kids um, and kids without father figures at home to you know find things to read and be into their education and all kinds of good things like that so there are positive role uh, male role models out there um but they don't get publicized as much just looking at what i haven't packed up as of my nerd wall the mcelroys and uncle iroh even fictional characters oh yeah uncle iroh is like the fucking best uncle iroh is rad as hell uh old man strength Giles. Uh, Yeah, Giles is great. Uh, But yeah, like, we need more of that in a way that's, like, if you think about something like Steven Universe. Oh, I love Steven. I don't know that boys are going to sit down and watch that. I don't know what the demographics are. At least, like, straight cis boys are going to sit down and watch it. But there's some great male male role models in Steven Universe. His dad is just the sweetest, (sighs) most empathetic dad that i've probably ever seen on television um he really cares about his kids feelings and he'll sit down and talk about them with him it's not a dirty word to sit down and be like hey bud what's up you're stressed or like all those kinds of things um so yeah that that there are positive role models out there yeah um but sometimes they're buried yes yeah so hopefully this kind of sparks people and realize that that's a thing we need to do so anyway, all right, moving on. Let's and we shan't talk about it again today. Let's do something funny now. Okay. Well, I have a very uplifting one at the very end. Do you want Dead Donkey now? 
No. Okay, we'll save it for the end. Don't don't lift me up with the dead donkey <laughs> and then shoot me down again. Literally everything else has a happy ending, so don't worry. Okay, let's <laughs> Okay. Um this is an Am I the Asshole post. OP and her boyfriend are both twenty one. Mm-hmm. Am I the asshole for being upset that my wealthy boyfriend got me a cheap gift? <laughs> Oh, dear. My boyfriend comes from a wealthy family, and I am from a middle-class family. His family went on a cruise, and all the siblings and their SOs came along. I was happy to be there and very grateful that his parents invited me. So to clarify, it's actually not a cruise. It's their fucking yacht. What? (laughs) She explains in the comments. She's like, I didn't know um, there was a difference. Um, They have chefs, butlers, and also paid for her plane tickets. Jesus Christ. Yeah, so <laughs> pretty wealthy, not just like two doctor parents. Damn, that's like old money. Yeah. At one point, everyone was sitting down together and my boyfriend started bringing out gifts. His parents and siblings and their SOs got things like watches, dresses, fine wines, and other clearly expensive things. When he got to me, he gave me one of those plastic bracelets with their company name on it. You can what? get those at the company's main headquarters for free. I was a little taken aback and a little embarrassed, but I didn't want to be rude. Everyone was kind of looking at me in a way they were both amused and also pitiful. I didn't want to ex- I didn't want to complain, so I said thanks and moved on. When we got inside, I asked my boyfriend, what was that about? And he told me to be grateful and stop complaining because he always gets me nice gifts, which is true. I just stopped pushing it because I felt like I was being selfish here, and he did have a point. I feel like what he did was very degrading. He could have gotten me no gift at all, and it would have been less humiliating. I feel like trash for feeling this way, but he's always been mindful, and I don't understand why he did that. It made me feel cheap in front of everyone. IDK, am I the asshole for feeling this way and even bringing it up? No. And, okay, so to, a couple clarifications. They've been dating for two years. Her, She gets along well with his family, and his parents paid for everyone to come along. Jesus. That is embarrassing. Yeah. Like, I- is, he, is he testing her? Is that what this is? Because it's kind of a dickish thing to do in front of everybody that he's bought all these fancy gifts. Like, he could have said to her... I'm sorry, I forgot to get you something, but when we get home, I'm going to get you X, Y, Z thing when, you know, when they're in private. Or, like, lie and be like, I ordered you something, but they, it, it didn't delayed. Arrive. Yeah. Yeah. That's a super easy lie now because everything gets delayed. <laughs> like, I don't know what the purpose would be other than to test her reaction. Like, because if he gets her nice gifts anyway, then why did he bother like, I don't really understand. Why is he giving everybody gifts in the first instance? That's an odd thing to do when it's not, like, Christmas or birthday or whatever. Why are we having just random gifts? Yeah, this seems weird. It's Tuesday. Have a bottle of champagne. Like, I don't really understand. And I totally get, like, oh, I was thinking of you. I saw this keychain or mm-hmm. whatever. But this seems very strange. Uh, it is odd. I, w- I mean, the fact that she brought it up to him and he's like, don't be ungrateful is a problem yeah like don't be ungrateful what when i've seen you give my sister-in-law who's give your sister-in-law like a one thousand dollar bag giving me a free fucking bracelet for absolutely no reason and weird and yeah just not taking her feelings into account yeah and just being like yeah that was humiliating in front of everybody i would rather you say hey i have a present for you later but it didn't show up yet. Not, not. Hey, it's for later. Not Is in front of your family. But <laughs> trying to highlight that she's poorer than them. Like I don't really get the motivation. 
Well, he also got their SO stuff. Yeah. Maybe they're also rich. Maybe. It's hard to tell. Mm. Yeah, I I think it's very difficult to be in a family. I mean, it seems like they're very accepting and nice, but it can be extremely difficult to be from a different class as your SO's family and yep. navigate those differences. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's uh that's a thing. <laughs> Uh, well, and I think it's even like we've talked before about how sometimes you think things are normal and then you go over to a friend's house when you're 12 and you try to do something super weird and they're like, what the fuck are you doing? What are you doing? He's like, doesn't everybody do this? <laughs> my mom. Oh, okay. This is, this is a really <laughs> sweet story. Bless my mom. When she was just over here, she w- she did the washing up for us and um, my husband was putting it away and he kind of frowned and he was like, babe, did your mom wash the foil <laughs> and i was like yeah because then we can use it again and he kind of looked at me <laughs> and i was like oh yeah my mom was poor <laughs> my mom was really poor and that's not a thing that people normally do. we used to wash the foil all the time and i don't do it anymore now because i don't have to worry about you know buying foil <laughs> but my mom washed the foil I didn't even think twice about it. I was just going to put it away. (laughs) I was like, yeah, this is the thing that mom does. (laughs) My husband was like, I'm very confused. I don't really understand why your mom has done this. I was like, because she, yeah, she's trying to be thrifty. Let's, Let's just put the foil away. I think another version of that too is that all of our Tupperware is like, I can't believe it's not butter and uh-huh. <laughs> like uh-huh. Cool Whip containers. Yeah. And that's all of our, t- I mean, it's perfectly good Tupperware. It's very good Tupperware. We don't want to waste it. Like the glass jar thing. Like, I keep all our glass jars. Yes. You can't throw but... them away. What if you need them? Right? Yes. That's... I might have a very small amount of paste that I need to put in this very small jar. That's definitely a thing that we're dealing with with moving and stuff. It's like now mm-hmm. we have 300 more square feet. So I have to, I can fill up <laughs> the 300 square feet with more jars. Yay. But it's like, okay, we want to have things like no crap underneath the bed in the guest room mm. and stuff so i have to rein that instinct in to like save everything because what if you need it and like the other day i was um making something or repairing something and then i was like damn i could have used that stretchy fabric i threw away last week so it's va- it's validating itself of me keeping everything yeah i just I, it was very very funny to me <laughs> like <laughs> it was that microcosm of that whole it's thing it's just like because it's something she's always done, so I've never really thought about it. And then in this one moment, I was like, oh, that's why mom does that thing. Oh, that <laughs> yeah, makes sense. that makes sense. I get it. <laughs> that's why my husband is looking at me like he's dropped into an alternate universe. <laughs> um, okay, so we do have an update. We wash foil now. Yeah, okay. And that's like just a good thing to do. Like sometimes if I keep just like Look, bread in a Ziploc bag, I'm going to just... keep the Ziploc bag. If you've just used the foil to like cover some meat while it's resting, cooked meat. Yeah. It's yes. still good. Just wipe it down. You can use it again. Yeah. Guys, this is believe me, okay? <laughs> you are going to save so much money. <laughs> Please don't throw your foil away. Just wash it. My goal is to eventually get to a place where I don't need to use anything that's disposable like plastic or anything. Yeah, zero waste. So, I mean, I need to buy some of those bags that's that are like reusable and stuff. Yeah, I've seen those cool like reusable vegetable bags and things, but would it be weird to just go into a regular 
shop and use your reusable bag the some shops have like there's one by the beach which is why we don't go there because it's super far away where it's like a zero waste thing so you get bring in a jar or you bring your own containers or you bring back the containers that they provide and it's like you pour the cereal you know into the jar however much you want but that's all by what weight if, what if i just go to winko <laughs> <laughs> like what if i don't have a zero waste store and i just rock up to winko with my little Tupperware, and I'm like, please, I would like to use my Tupperware to fill with peanuts. Like, is that normal? Sometimes, I always feel really weird. Like, sometimes I see on the crochet subreddit, people do that with produce bags. Like, they make their own produce bags, so they don't have to use the plastic ones. I mean, I would like to do that, because the plastic ones make your vegetables rot quicker anyway. Yeah. all your veggies are wet inside. And, uh, like, sometimes if I'm just getting, like, an onion or one banana or one thing of garlic, I will just not even use a bag at all. Yeah. And yeah, I, I feel like they look at me weird. And I'm like, yeah. it's just, it, you peel it anyway. I'm not going to eat the outside. <laughs> I am buying literally two potatoes. Like, what do you want me to do? <laughs> I really don't want to use it. But I, I, I re- we use them for the cat box and for um like when i'm cooking and i have a lot of vegetables i'll put the mm-hmm. little bag there and i'll put all the ends in there and then throw it all away at the end so i don't have to keep going back and forth to the tra- to the trash and it's pretty useful but we do have a bag of produce bags <laughs> hanging from a knob in the kitchen so i don't know if that's weird no i always feel like i should be better about it like i keep a lot of plastic bags and then i just never use them so i just have like a plastic bag graveyard in my house <laughs> where they all go to never get used again i feel like they should all be biodegradable at this point because you use them one time like please make those biodegradable because they don't need to be that strong they're already not that strong yeah anyway okay here's the update sorry yeah (laughs) hey everyone thanks for everything blah 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 uh all of them all of your comments helped me gain confidence to talk to my boyfriend about the situation i straight up asked him about what went through his mind when he did that i told him i've been thinking about it ever since we get got back from the trip why was he even giving out gifts why did he give me that why did he think it was okay actually no one here guessed it right and neither did i he was giving out gifts because he wanted to give me a big gift and i was supposed to be the last one he actually had managed to set up a day with me and this adorable cat i follow on tiktok (laughs) yeah i mean why didn't anybody guess that you know the owner lives close to the harbor where we'd be stopping and i've loved this cat since 2020 when we first started dating i still stalk the page regularly but the owner backed out last minute even after charging a shit ton we were supposed to meet soon but he didn't have a gift for me and basically got scammed he said what he did was stupid and he just took a bracelet out last minute to save face but he realizes how stupid it was lol as for his comment he apologized and said he had no excuse he said he was a bit more angry with himself and the cat owner and took it out on me i understand and forgave him because it was out of character and i know he just wanted to do something nice for me all's well that ends well guys we're moving past this sucks i can't meet that little kitty but this is a story i'll always remember Aww. I like that last paragraph where it's like, this is out of character. He understands what he did was wrong. He says he has no excuse and they're moving past it, you know? I wonder if his parents already knew about it and that's why they didn't say anything. Because to me, the weirdest part of the story is that everybody just kind of sat there looking pitiful at her. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, why wouldn't your parents stand up and be like, dude, that was a dickish thing to do. Right. But, but they might have been like, well, she's poor anyway. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> they might have been. But they, it sounds like they're super generous and, you know, they really like her. So, yeah. 
Yeah. It's kind of weird they didn't call him out. Hopefully they talked to him afterwards, but like, yeah, I mean, I don't know where they were going and if it was like a big vacation or if they were just around where they live, but... I mean, if you're doing any shopping, just be like, I'm sorry, it didn't come, like, my order got canceled, so I'm going to let you pick out whatever you want from the shops or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. there's so many better ways to handle this, and I get they're both 21, and I, it seems like maybe his family's big on saving face, because the, if yeah. they didn't bring it up to him, we're just kind of looking pitiful. That could have also been a cultural thing. I know in some Asian cultures, like, you don't rock the boat because... You've got to save face all the time. Yeah. Well, um, wealthy. If they're, like you yeah. said, old money, that's probably going to be a factor as well. So, um, yeah, it's it could be cultural. We don't know. Yeah. So, I mean, hopefully he learned from this and... I mean, Communication! Like yeah. And, like, seems like it was mostly a family thing. Him just being, like, trying not to show that he made a mistake at all yeah <laughs> and was embarrassed that he got scammed too right yeah that was probably a lot of it so good times first story that worked out well all right hooray okay. next one i've been sitting on this for a while it's actually not a reddit post but it was okay. posted to best of redditor updates and it's from like a dear abby type situation okay cool i love these things my vp of hr says my service dog is too small what <laughs> I work for a smallish company of 80 people. I have epilepsy and have a seizure alert dog. She can detect when I am about to have a seizure, which which helps me get somewhere safe. She's alerted when I'm on the stairs, so I know to sit down immediately. Or if I'm walking along a busy road, I can move off to the side. She's very good at what she does. Usually I get a two or three minute warning and can ask for help or preemptively call someone like my husband. She'll also find a person and direct them to my medical alert bracelet if I'm unable to tell someone what is happening ahead of time. Here's the problem, in quotes. She's a smaller dog, a 20 pound mutt. Since she doesn't provide mobility assistance of any kind, she also doesn't wear a full harness like a seeing eye dog would. She walks on a standard collar and leash, even though she does have a fabric vest that says service dog in large letters, so if someone does see her when she's looking for assistance, it's pretty obvious that they should follow her. Recently, we hired a new VP of HR. This person says they do not believe my dog is a real medical dog and not just an emotional support animal or a pet I want to bring to work. They say she is too small and she doesn't wear real medical equipment. I paid literally tens of thousands of dollars for this dog and her training. She has saved my life with her alerts more than once. She's also given me back freedom I didn't have before because I was unable to go anywhere alone. The VP of HR has had no complaints about her behavior. She walks calmly beside me or rests under my desk during the day. She doesn't bark and the only time I take her out for a bathroom break is when I'm on lunch. Nobody in the office has said anything that I know of. This person simply says they've never heard of a dog that does this type of work. And they've never seen a small service dog, therefore I must be lying. I've provided paperwork from the training organization and my medical team, and they say you can print papers like that off the internet. What? I went to the CEO, which is the VP of HR's boss, because I don't want to... Uh, if I don't have my dog, I can't go to work. And they said this was out of their area of expertise, but I couldn't just... But couldn't I just get a bigger dog? I guess it's, I guess so it's obvious they are a working dog. I'm not really sure what to do from here. Other than this particular incident, I love my dog and I'd like to keep working here. <laughs> what in the... I am very confident in my own ignorance and I have never heard of this thing. Therefore, it must not exist. End of story. Wild. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm just... What? It's... Do they only know about guide dogs? Yeah. 
I mean, it seems like they they're like you're you only have a seeing eye dog or an emotional support animal and those are all fake. So therefore, fuck you, I guess. Like I I don't know what the rule are for, rule is for employers, but I know that when I worked in pharmacy, if people said their dog was a service dog, they could bring it in and we weren't allowed yeah. to ask any more questions. I don't think you're supposed to ask. And it seems like also, other people... No, okay, this was a different one. There was a different one I saw where other people had their dogs, and that was wild, because it was like, you can't have this dog because it's too small, but everybody else has big I'm dogs. I'm just confused about what they... She's not playing with the dog all day. Yeah, the dog's like, just chilling. Or, like, treating it like a, a handbag dog. Like, the dog sleeps under the desk, doesn't interfere. She's very good at her job, the dog. Yeah, I don't know anything about OP being good at her job. She's a good girl. Um, I'm very confused about why this is an issue. It's just, I think of a person, a new person coming in, right? She's a new VP Mm. of HR and being like, I need to crack down to show my authority so people listen to me. And it's just like creating problems to... uh, Yeah, this is the hill she's decided to die on. Creating problems to prove her value. It's like, Mm. I need to be here. Otherwise, people are going to bring their very quiet and well-behaved dogs to work. D- that would be chaos. What would we do? Yeah. Except have a great day with everybody's dogs. <laughs> um, yeah. We had people, I, I don't know if I mentioned this on the pod before, but I we've had customers before who have uh, seizure alert dogs, and one of them was a Boston Terrier, so very small, little black and white dog that was a sweetheart. I'm just, I wonder if somebody has complained about it, because... This seems like a kind of Karen thing, right? Where someone's had a tried to get their dog on a plane and say, "Oh, but it's my emotional support dog," and the plane has been like, "Sorry, ma'am, this is not an emotional support dog. Where are its papers?" She's like, Arr! and then she sees this tiny little dog, and she's like, "I must complain because yeah. my dog's not allowed to be here." It's just, or just someone who just doesn't like dogs, or believes that all service animals who aren't seeing eye dogs are fake emotional support animals that people got a certificate so they can take their dog wherever. Like, I don't know where that idea even came from. I'm sure people are doing it, but... There's a lot of people who you see them... It was it was like directly after it became kind of socially unacceptable to have a handbag dog. After Paris Hilton's yeah. peak. <laughs> and then everybody was like, oh, this is a service dog. So it has to come in with me. And people were like, really? Okay, well, I can't say anything about it. So, because you, you would get old women with their tiny dogs, like, yeah. feeding them off their plates in restaurants. And it's like, that's kind of gross. And they're like, no, this is my service animal. It's like, okay, I don't know what kind of service this chihuahua's going to provide to you, but Godspeed. Um, yeah. It's just it's very, um, like, and these, these dogs, these small dogs are super annoying, too. Like, the the smaller dogs are proven to be louder and more aggressive than big dogs. Yeah. For reasons, but it seems like this one's well-behaved. Like, if we had a if we had a dog in our office, I'd be so stoked. Yeah, that'd be rad. A teacher brought his dogs on Friday because we had a minimum day. So we just brought a couple of his dogs. Yeah. Like, that's awesome. We've, uh, we've had teachers bring their dog to Saturday school, things like that. The kids love it. More animals in more places. Yeah, because dogs are really cool. Cora just sneezed. Presumably because we're talking about dogs too much. She's like, oh, I'm allergic. (laughs) Oh, she's cleaning her face. Aw, sweet girl. Uh, This is a tangent, but we've been watching a lot of My Cat from Hell now on YouTube. (laughs) And damn, these people should not have cats. They're just 
the reason why the cat is like this is not because of the cat. It's because of the people. Yeah. The people are like- You are stressing this cat out. They're afraid of their own cat and they don't know cat language. Like if you're going to have a cat, understand cat language. Mm -hmm. Wagging their tail is not a good thing. You cannot play with a cat like you can play with a dog. This guy was like giving his cat like noogies and like wrestling the cat like a dog. And the cat was freaking out because it hates- it hated it. Yeah. Uh, that's not how you play with a cat. They're not Unless cats. the cat loves it. My cat loves being racked. <laughs> <laughs> your, your cat He'll is also not it. biting anybody you bring that's into true. the house. So. No, he asks for it. He'll go up to my husband and roll on his back and be like, rag me, please. <laughs> and he'll like purr really loud. <laughs> and he'll like, Arr. yeah, he really loves it. <laughs> he loves it. It's hilarious. It's very funny. It's because he's dumber than a box of rocks, though. So. He doesn't know he's not a dog. No, he has no idea. <laughs> um, yeah, so here's the update. My meeting with the employment lawyer went well. Like everyone agreed, this was a fairly cut and dry thing where my dog should absolutely be allowed. We started by going the friendly route. My lawyer provided the language for me to attempt to address this myself in a more official way. That went predictably nowhere. The VP of HR doubled down on her stance that I need to have a real service dog or I could come into the office without my dog. As an aside, I do work from home most of the time and there is no formal requirement that any of us go into the office. Even before COVID, I supported our national sales team and most of us were remote for a significant portion of our jobs. That being said, I do like to go in every once in a while. It's less of an issue with the pandemic since we've halted almost all in-person activities, but once we finally get things under control for real, we do have our team outings that I'd like to attend. Plus, it's nice to get actual FaceTime with my boss. Anyway, I let my direct supervisor know that HR was continuing to push back on this and she, my boss, attempted to plead my case, thinking if it came from a director-level employee, maybe it would hold more weight. HR shut that down as well since sales directors don't understand the ADA like HR does. (laughs) Jesus. My boss then told me if I didn't already have plans to take a more aggressive approach with my lawyer, she would be doing it on my behalf because this is getting ridiculous. Yeah. Sounds like direct supervisor is awesome. My lawyer sent a letter to my boss, HR, and the CEO asking for a response in 48 hours before they pushed further. Nobody responded. My boss deliberately didn't respond. HR and the CEO ignored it. Didn't notice it. The world will never know. We then pushed the letter to the company's board and things happened very quickly from there, although I'm unfortunately out of the loop on the details. What I do know is the CEO claimed he misunderstood what I was saying when I asked him, and of course he supported me and my dog coming into the office. My principal does that shit all the time. Oh, I misunderstood you. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, bitch. Sure. It wasn't a misunderstanding. It was definitely incompetence, but that's fine. I'm not going to fight that battle. (laughs) Relatable. HR quietly underwent a restructuring. Our VP left for other opportunities last (laughs) week with no other comment. We're pretty sure she was pushed out. Although we are a smaller company, we do hold a sizable government contract, and an ADA lawsuit would go against the main service we provide. Jesus. Our board was very interested in making sure we didn't do anything to jeopardize that contract. I do wish the board and CEO had taken a firmer stance and admitted to the error while publicly commenting to make sure that any and all employees felt welcome, but they did reach out and apologize to me personally, so I'll let that go too. All in all, our terrible HR is gone. My boss was as supportive as she could be and went to bat for me several times. And once the office is fully open, my dog and I will be going into the office as needed. 
Josie, the dog in question, received lots of pets and loving at the request of the commenters and continues to be a very good girl. Yay. (laughs) Dilbert, the pit mix mentioned a couple of times in the comments, is disappointed he didn't get to show his complete lack of service skill, but he's happy to stay home and continue to eat everything regardless of if it is actually food or not. (laughs) I cannot thank you and the commenters enough. Not only was your advice spot on, but the support meant a lot for me and gave me the push I needed to stand up for myself. Hooray! Happy ending! Fuck that yeah. person! <laughs> yeah, it's this is so relatable. Our our uh, assistant principal also left for other opportunities. <laughs> mm-hmm. Damn. It's It just sucks so hard how people feel the need, and this is from the last story too, right? That mm-hmm. people are like, I can never admit I am wrong, otherwise it will affect our share prices. It's like, it's like no, you're a human being. And human beings are wrong all the time. Let's please admit that we are wrong more often. I hate, I hate when teachers like Ugh. strap in when they're definitely wrong, and they're like, "No, I am right," and then it, they'll privately admit to the kids, "You were right, but I couldn't be seen to be wrong in front of the kids." I'm wrong in front of the kids all the time. I'm like, "Oh, actually, I need to check that because I'm not a hundred percent sure." Let me let me Google it. You have Google. It takes ten seconds. Yeah, it's. They they don't want to feel wrong because they feel like the warden in their own prison. And if they admit that they're wrong, then there will be a riot on their hands. And it's just like, come on, people. Let's let's all just admit that we're wrong more often and it gives everybody more permission to admit when they're wrong or work out a compromise instead of having to be right all the time. It shows people that mistakes are okay and can be fixed. I hate working in places where it feels like if I make a mistake, it's the end of the world. Yeah. Because people make mistakes all the time, so... Yeah, it's uh, frustrating. Especially since they... Yeah, HR, or like the regular VP, or the main boss, CEO guy, was like, (laughs) I can't admit that I'm wrong in this way, but I'll admit I was wrong in a different way. Oh, like, I misunderstood what you were saying. You were bad at communicating, Yeah. so that's why I got this wrong. Otherwise, if you had been better, I would have gotten it right, because that's who I am. (laughs) I'm right all the time. I like how OP is like, it was definitely incompetence, but whatever. (laughs) I'm not going to fight that battle. It's like, yep. Just as long as the outcome is good, sometimes you just have to accept that you're not going to get a a public admission that you were right the whole time. You sometimes have to let that go in favor of the good outcome. Yeah. Closure is closure. Like you can't start wishing for things to happen when you've already won the fight. Just let it alone. All right. Dead donkey time. Hooray. All right. This is from our parenting. And it okay. was also viral kind of this week, I think. Um, OP's son is 13. Okay. My son is dating a trans girl. How can we help? Aw. Yeah. That's nice. It has so many awards. My 13-year-old son is a very sweet and caring boy, and me and my husband love him to death. A few weeks ago, our son was watching the news with us and asked what we thought about transgender issues in schools, and what if one of our children was transgender. We answered him that we'd love them and support them no matter what, although we thought it was a bit odd since our son has never expressed any signs of gender dysphoria, and he's a very masculine kid. A few days later, he mentioned to us that about a month ago, he had started dating a girl and he wanted us to meet her. We asked if anyone had known this before us and he told us his friends did and that they encouraged him to ask her out. He said she was from a different school and that he met her at a baseball game and we went, uh, wait, and that he met her at a baseball game we went to a few months ago. Her school is only about 15 minutes away and is in the district next to ours. 
Yesterday, we met his girlfriend and it was going really well. She looked a lot like his past crushes. So me and my husband were joking about, were joking around with them about how he has a type. They seemed very comfortable. (laughs) My son then went to his room with her for a few minutes. And when they came back, he said there was something he wanted to tell us. The girl told us she was transgender. Me and my son told our son that we still loved him and we didn't care as long as he was happy. He told us he still identifies as straight and we support him. She's still a girl after all and all of his crushes have been on girls. Mm -hmm. He told us his friends knew she was trans and when he told them she was trans, they told him they didn't care as long as she'd be willing to play MLB The Show 21 with them. (laughs) Hilarious. Excellent. (laughs) He told us that him and his friends have played video games with her and that they love her platonically. Later that night, my husband asked me how he would have the talk with him and that he was worried about giving dating advice beyond the whole don't be controlling, treat her with respect, the basic social rules anyone needs to follow. Does anyone have any tips on how we can help? It's clear that my son really loves her and she loves him, and she seems so sweet and we want to encourage a healthy relationship. We also recognize that many people aren't as accepting as him, his family, and his friends. We just want him to be able to deal with a world that isn't very accepting. We live in a fairly conservative suburb, and there has been a lot of anti-LGBT stuff going on at our school board meetings. We just want the best for my son. (laughs) It's so nice. Well, the first thing is not to out the girlfriend to anybody else ever. Yes. Like, that's not up to you. Um, I think if I was in that situation, I would just be very clear about consent. Because if you're not comfortable talking about sexual issues regarding dating somebody who's trans, because we don't know if she wants to do surgery or whatever. And that won't be um, for many years. And that's not going to be for years and years and years. So... In, in regards to the talk, I'd be like, look, consent is key. Make sure that you're both really comfortable with whatever it is that you're doing. Um, and you don't ever have to do anything that you don't want to do. And she doesn't ever have to do anything that she doesn't want to do. Mm-hmm. I think that's where I would, like, leave it. And presumably you have already... They seem yeah. like the type of parents who have already given the birds and the bees talk. Yeah. Although it says, ask me how we would have the talk with him. Mm. I mean, the talk... The sex talk is different than the dating talk, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... It sounds like they want to give the dating talk, but hopefully they've given the sex talk already. So I don't know. It's uh, maybe, I mean, he's 13, right? Maybe we like talk about consent in general and hopefully we've already given the basic sex talk and, you know, let him know that he can come to you if he has any questions. Yeah. Also, don't ask her Mm -mm. dumb things like Mm -mm. what her dead name is or... If she's going to have the surgery, like, don't ask those questions no. of her. You can ask him questions about their relationship, but not, don't ask her, old, like, questions about it. The less invasive you are, the more willing he's going to be to talk to you when something comes up. Right. Because um, if he starts to feel embarrassed or, like, you're probing or, like, fishing for information... He's just going to shut that shit down. He's not going to talk to you about his relationship with his girlfriend again. Yeah. So leave it very natural. Let him come to you with issues that he has. Um. Also, they're 13. Yeah. So this may not be... A long-term relationship. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's going to be one of those 13-year-old relationships where... We're dating today. We're not dating now. Like It's already been a month, so that's usually mm-hmm. about when these relationships start to unravel. <laughs> yeah. Um, so don't put too much stock in them being together forever, you know? And you can ask him, hey, how's it going? Like, how's, is yeah. there any, everything going good? You know, that kind of thing. 
And it seems like that's the kind of relationship that they have. Yeah, for sure. That's not a probing question, but just like check in, you know, and be like, hey, how's it going? And and mostly since they seem concerned about other people, you know, mm-hmm. make sure that, that that other people aren't being a problem. Like, yes. hey, everybody's being cool. You know, uh, you're not getting any comments or anything or any bullying. You know, yeah. obviously you don't have to ask it that specifically, but, you know, sounds like they already have developed a great relationship with the son and you know he he probed a little bit where he's like hey what do you guys think about trans issues yeah. and they're like they gave the right answer so he came to them the next week so it was no that was a few a few days later yeah and he also like brought her with and they did it in person mm-hmm. and that's like really mature for a 13 year old it's very mature he was like i'm gonna introduce you to my parents and then we can tell them together like that's like some 30 year olds <laughs> struggle to yeah. grasp that kind of communication they became friends with the parents they went to a private space where they could discuss what their next step was mm-hmm. and then they came out together to talk about it that's so good. You're doing great. Don't worry. Like, the most wonderful communication skills <laughs> ever for a 13-year-old. So yeah, I'm proud of him. Just tell him how proud you are of him for being such a nice kid. Yes, don't forget that part too. Like, hey, you're doing great. And also, we're doing great. <laughs> I just want to tell yeah, you, we're great parents. parents. <laughs> yeah, so good times. This was coming around. And, oh, also, it sounds like he has freaking amazing friends. Yeah. For a 13-year-old? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, as long as she wants to play video games with us. Hell yeah, my guy. Like, that. that is them saying, as long as you have something in common. Right. As long as we can hang, then it's fine. Yeah, it's... Yeah, Karn's nice. That's the 13-year-old version of saying, like, don't make... Make sure you're dating someone you have something in common with, you know? Mm-hmm. It's very good. Good job. Quality dead donkey. Yes incredible um okay well speaking of collecting things we don't need oh no why are you calling me out like this (laughs) and myself um let's go with our metal detecting because that sounds rad hell yeah it has 111k members and the subscription is just welcome to metal detecting nice it's pretty straightforward there's a british tv show called detectorists um that was really popular about five years ago if you've never seen it it's very good that seems like a dope show um top comment of all time found a body (gasps) or top post of all time found a bone fragment a handgun and a concrete slab oh god that's the top comment of all time wow they in their backyard that's insane i was detecting in a forest looking for coins i was digging down when i hit a world war one detonator for a 155 millimeter shell it blew up on me in the same hole i found a second detonator and a german stick grenade that didn't explode i was very lucky i still have both my eyes Did be you careful when it? you dig down Did no you... <laughs> i'm not okay, clicking I'm on backing it. away i'm backing away yeah don't click on that okay it's just his hands and he has some shrapnel in his chest what medieval silver treasure from about 1165 once in a lifetime find contacted my local archaeologist about it this is uh yeah the top comments of all time are totally going to be like you will never find this but this is cool (laughs) (laughs) it's very very good a hundred year old time capsule oh got some salts got a new year's card coins oh my god there's another murder one oh it's the same person oh is it okay so that that top comment of all time is an or the top post of all time is an update from this one because it's the same one. They found a 
straight underneath that is random find of the day squidward <laughs> a metal squidward metal squidward yeah she's very good she knows where the bodies are buried uh, yeah and she's not telling oh someone found a diamond ring nice nice oh my god this 1871 Victoria coin. That's pretty is rad. beautiful. Oh, hey, this guy found this other guy's Aww. wedding ring for him. That's nice. The ring I found earlier this year has been identified as late medieval. Oh, damn. Due to its age and material, I'm obliged to report it and auction it to a museum. Oh, damn. <laughs> obliged? Is that by law or just... Yeah, yeah. In um, most European countries... If you find something that's over a certain age, um, you legally have to report it because um, people might be trying to build on historical sites. Ah, uh, makes sense. So you've got to go and report it and they've got to get actual archaeologists in to continue digging, see what they can find. Found this button metal detecting that's and my wife good. won't stop laughing. It says I get a light. <laughs> Found a ring. Oh, landlady saw me metal detecting in the yard and told me she'd lost a treasured silver ring she got in Bali five years ago in her garden. I found it in an hour. She was almost crying. Yeah. It's a lovely ring. Looks like a snap kind of. This seems more like a lot of these top ones are good Samaritan things. Hey, I lost my ring. Can you? I lost my jar of money. Can you find it for me? Oh, the guard from a Viking sword found in a field in Norway. You keep scrolling. I'm going to go find the what happened with this <laughs> dead body. Bag of dildos. <laughs> bag of dildos. <laughs> found in Oakland, Literal California. bag of dicks. It's an actual bag of dicks. Very good. Why are you burying your dildos? Interesting. I bet someone's burying someone else's dildos. That's a lot of rabbits, too. That's a, that's that's a lot, a lot of, of expensive shit. They belong in a museum. Okay, I'm scrolling past dead body person's uh, history, and it seems like they're a hardcore metal detector because that's all of their posts. I am down to a year ago. Damn. I found a nearly complete German trench stove from World War II. It's pretty cool. They found another slab in their backyard? Dude. God damn. Bought a murder house. Oh, someone found metal teeth. <laughs> Man. You don't... I wonder... I mean, I, I feel like in, like, October... I should go out and uh, metal detect at the, like, beaches, the tourist beaches, mm. and just be like, all right, here's everybody's cheap crap, maybe in La Jolla, which is expensive. I found the trench stove. <laughs> just found a fiver on the ground. There, <laughs> yeah, this is really good. This is a fun time, seeing what people can find. Found the stainless steel Michael Kors watch, totally buried in the mud, and amazingly, it was still ticking. Wow. Damn, look at all the rings they found. Yeah. Ring on a Roman field. Damn. You probably shouldn't be handling that. This this makes me very stressed. Seeing these people handling all this like medieval jewelry and shit. Yeah. I'm like, oh god, please. Put that straight into a bag. It needs to be fingerprinted and uh, dusted for DNA or whatever. Right? I found a forgotten Easter egg at the park with a bunch of coins in it. That's funny. Oh, Ooh, here's one. A here's a text post. <laughs> yeah, I found it. Yeah. Found a Damn. body this morning. Oh shit. Oh, it wasn't even metal detecting. It was just went out and found a guy. God damn. This one's sometimes you find treasure, sometimes you find trash, and sometimes, and it's blurred out and I don't know what I want to do. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to click on it. Let me go into the comments first. Okay, it's dicks. Yep, it's a dick. It's, it's a, a dick, dick pendant. Cool. Fine. <laughs> That's always like the gamble. They really need to distinguish between not safe for work and not safe for life. Yeah. Not safe for life means or like gore. not safe for work gore. They should Yeah. Yeah. Like they should post that. And some subreddits have that, but most of the time they're Found this in a ravine in Petersburg, Vancouver, sitting at the bottom, about halfway buried in mud straight up. 
almost like it hadn't moved, found within a known Confederate campsite. It's a ginger beer bottle, still had the glaze on it, not even a scratch, early to mid-1800s. Oh, see. Brass lipstick tube with fuchsia lipstick still inside. Oh, wow. I wonder how old that is. Crumbly. It could it could honestly be a year old, like... Yeah. Kissing Kate Barlow's treasure. Good reference. Love it. <laughs> Kissing Kate. My guess is 1920s to 30s. Yeah. Yeah, because it's metal, so it can't really be modern. If it's actually metal, it would be plastic. All right, we've gone too long. Any- yes. Oh, no, we haven't. We're fine. <laughs> we can keep looking at this random Sorry. crap. It's hard yeah. on a visual subreddit, you know? Yeah. Really want to uh, describe this Pepsi Star Wars Episode One can. Uh, it's very good. Ooh, I snack. wish I could find that. Snack ring. A lot of coins, snack. a lot of rings. It's a very good place. And occasionally dead bodies, so. Uh, again, send me more subreddits. I've got like three left. Please help. At Morgan underscore Slay. Or you can uh, at both of us on Twitter at are the letter you the word serious pod. Or email us at are the letter you the word serious pod at gmail.com. An email that I definitely check regularly. <laughs> and haven't not looked at for at least a year. Anyway. Twitter's the best way to get a hold of us. <laughs> wow, Morgan. I trusted you. Also check out my Animorphs podcast at Middlemorph on Twitter. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Esme underscore C underscore knows, as it knows lots of things. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook, the letter R slash the letter U, serious podcast. Seems like a lot of people also find soda tabs. That's probably yeah. the majority of things you're going to find is soda tabs. Just, just rubbish i guess trash yeah with thimble that's cool thimbles are cool hey maybe maybe they'll find some foil that my mom washed <laughs> my grandma used to have a collection of thimbles and i never really realized why they were necessary until i started sewing and was like oh it's because you stab ow. yourself all the time ow <laughs> ow oh yeah all right people we'll see you after moving and yes. if i'm still alive maybe we're gonna well we'll probably skip labor day right probably yeah we, we really don't plan ahead on these in case no. you guys didn't know we just decide when we get here all right we'll see you next week maybe probably bye bye, bye.